I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. You ain't cooking up. We cooking up, chopping up. D King. Lay down. Trap side, rap side, Don and the King. Gonna do it. Gonna do it. Chopping up. <laughs> peace, peace, peace. And welcome back. Uh, this is season four, episode one of Chopping It Up with the Conduit podcast. And tonight's special guest is co-founder of Richmond-based rap collective, Mutant Academy, Fly Anakin. All right, and um, carry on tradition, I would like to thank my tribe, uh, my executive producer, Mika Sunga, you're the best. Graphics and promo visuals, Mad Urgency Myron. On video, Adam7X, a.k.a. Mecha Godzilla. And D King and Bink the Monster for our title track for chopping it up with the Gone Do It. Yes, I'm glad everybody's joining in. Thank you for tuning in to season four. Um, season two, season one, two, and three are up on all DSPs. And as you can see, uh, my young guy, Flying Anakin, has joined the chat. Everybody just, you know, give you a salute. And we're about to get ready to bring him in. What my God, peace, peace. Peace, what happened? All right. Worldwide, worldwide. How you doing tonight? Man, you already Tell the know, truth. Where I'm at. you already know where I'm at with you. I'm, yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, I know you're hungry, man, but I'm about to spend this quick 45 with you, and then I'm about to let you get out of here with baby mother. <laughs> you, know, you know where I'm at. How y'all doing? All right. We good. We good. Um, If it's okay, um. You know how we do over here, chopping it up with the conduit. We like to, you know, give you a, a proper introduction if that's okay. Yes, sir. All right. Um, declared one of the illest MCs by the legendary producer Madlib, a rising star who was raised on a steady diet of ready to die and supreme clientele. He is the linchpin of Richmond's rap community and co-founder of the Richmond-based rap collective, Mutant Academy. Um, thank y'all for joining us on season four of Chopping It Up with Conduit, episode one. Please welcome none other than Fly Anakin. <laughs> thank you. Yes, please. How you doing, young guy? Besides hungry. Percolating, man. We do it. We do the thing, man. I had a good day so far. Good, we working. Store. All so right. I, I tapped in. I had, I had to tap in with you. I'm gonna get him the um, get him the candy shit. I had to tap in because I was about to go to the grocery store. My name was like, no, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah, don't I needed it. that. <laughs> I no, needed that. We just rolled up again. We just kicked back. So I'm All good, right, bro. Everything good. good. Indeed, indeed. Well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh started off and we're going to start off at the uh the very beginning if that's okay that's right all right um you know we always hear the stories of most mcs and yet the life usually doesn't match the story that has been told but uh you on the other hand was thrusted into a household defined by cocaine addiction and distribution can you talk about your early childhood before the music came into play oh. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it, it's it, I don't know. I see it as like the typical rapper story. Everybody had to, to if you really 
come from that, you know what I mean? Just, just grew up in the projects and shit. My mama was in and out, wilding out a little bit, doing some shit that she shouldn't have did sometimes. My pops was also in and out doing things he shouldn't have been doing. And somewhere in the middle, I found fucking peace in video games and, and music. And then we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I had a, I had a big brother that put me on everything that I needed to be on to. So a lot of shit I was carrying on and I had to grow up fast because of my household. So, you know, it was the, I don't know, I, I think it is just the typical story, bro. It's like, I went through my struggles and shit, and I figured a way out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you, I, definitely, you definitely figured a way. We're going to speak on the full, the full extent of it on the documentary. Yeah, big time. Big yeah. time. We're not going to share that just yet, but you did give him a hint, so that's good to go. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your older brother. You know, yeah. how much of an influence in an intricate part of your life, you know, was he that led you to this culture? My brother was is the goat. Like he was, it's like back then. Like my brother was a nigga wearing the guests. He was wearing the koozie sweaters and shit. Like he was that nigga. You know what I mean? Like he was the weed man, basically. Like in our in our hood. So like a lot of people knew him just off of Bud and, and mm-hmm. just being fly and just having having the girls and shit. So like a lot of his popularity like gave me like. Like I, I gained respect just off being his little brother, you know what I mean. Right. And our uncle was also like on street shit, so we had a lot of respect just because of him, you know what I mean. Like I just come from a real honorable family, and also a fucked up family in so many ways. But like mm. we got a lot of it's a lot of respect in Richmond, like from our family and shit. So it's based off of that. I got, I got by. Like I ain't really get bullied. <laughs> you know right. I, mean? I was chilling. They ain't really yeah. fuck with me because everybody knows. So that's Wayne's little brother. You know what I mean? Mm. That's Marvin's nephew or, or Debbie's son. You know what I mean? Just off the right. for who I am. You know what I mean? Like, she just kept me out of trouble for real. And then on top of that, like just making the music shit just super kept me out of trouble because I wasn't around none of that shit. Right. You know what I mean? And then after a while, once it started working, it just started rooting. You know, now my uncle, like, he locked up. For, shit, he been locked up since I was in fifth grade. But he heard my music and shit. Like, he didn't, he didn't see my videos and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody that, that was there in those moments that's still alive are rooting yeah. in, in the current. So I think ultimately I'm living out whatever the fuck I was supposed to do. Yeah, so, um, we're gonna we definitely going to talk about that because um, there was a poignant tweet that you had put out a couple of weeks ago, you know, explaining how you were so, feeling so about that particular you, situation. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's go. Um, you know, what made you go into the rabbit hole, but, you know, after he introduced you to, uh, you know, Ghostface and you, you know, knowing that there was more people other than Ghostface just being out there? Who were the influences, you know, that made you want to be the MC you are today? Um, well, yeah, Ghostface, like my brother, I still remember the first time I heard Iron Man. And the reason I even remember it is because of the skits and shit, you know what I mean? Mm. When I was a kid, like, skits, like, really stuck with me. That's why I do skits on all my albums and shit. Like, yeah. It's like, I, I think it's, it was Ghost, bro. Fucking, like, of course, Nas. I used to play a lot of J, a lot of Biggie, a lot of Pun. Like, I, it's literally all the, the golden era shit, Mob Deep. Like, everything that we listen to now still, like, the shit that we, we champion is the best music. I was listening to it when I was, like, five. 
right. six years old. So like I was there. I feel like <laughs> like a lot of that shit I grew up in. Like I got tired up before I was a teenager, and then the shit that I missed, like a lot of the solo Wu Tang shit. Like I, yeah. I, I went back and just bought a whole bunch of shit, like a bunch of Outkast, mm. um, uh, all types of shit. Like I was just like when I was in like ninth, tenth grade. I was exploring music like a motherfucker. Like I was a, like a brand new fan. Like I was going download a whole bunch of like I download niggas whole discographies. Right. Like, off of like the illegal shit. Like I used to go on the Pirate Bay and download all these niggas like whole discographies and listen to all the music and the shit that I loved the most. I would go cop because <clears throat> um, I was building my CD collection and shit. So I still got mad CDs from that, that era and shit. And then the crazy shit, the, the CD store that I would go to all the time. Obliv was working there. I didn't know oh, who wow. it was at the time. Right. It's like we didn't know each other. So I would go and cop CDs from this nigga every week when I got some bread. Didn't even know that me and him ended up making an album one day. Making <laughs> music, right? Yeah. So uh let, let's let's fast forward a little bit because you know, since 2015, you've released over 25 projects, you know, including meeting you know, with your Erno Circle, the you know, the Mutant Academy. Yeah. You know, how, how did you all come together and, you know, who are the members? Man, it's, it's funny, but really, I hate to say it, but the, it's cliche, but music brought us together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, we, we just literally went out and just found who was the dopest and, like, the coolest people to be around, you know? And this like, was all so in Richmond? Most of them. Most, okay. most of it was in Richmond. Whatever wasn't, like, didn't happen in Richmond was based off of some SoundCloud shit. I made a lot oh, wow. of like real like relationships on SoundCloud. I'm still cool with a lot of people from SoundCloud. Like a lot of us broke off into the 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 other side of this shit, so we don't need SoundCloud. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like I don't know that era and that moment in time really like sculpted a lot of shit for me. You know what I mean? But Mutant Academy is a product of that era. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's myself, Henny Low, Bikahuna OG, Gray Matter, Foyzy, um. Twami oh mm-hmm. um, Psycho Sid, Unlucky Bastards. Uh, fuck, am I missing somebody? Am I missing somebody? If I miss somebody, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out gang, where it's like, it's like 10, 11 of us. You know yes, I mean? yeah, definitely. Shouts out to the Academy. So, I mean, you know, y'all. I don't know if I said Grey Matter, if I didn't. Gray, yeah, you did say Grey Matter, yeah. But, um, you know, you all have these genre bending music you know did you think that this was something that the people would gravitate to or did you even care half and half half and half it's like it's like i I wondered like when i first started i was hoping that people would gravitate to it but then Mm -hmm. after i started like once i got cozy and i knew that it ain't matter if niggas cared or not because i'm gonna do this shit regardless it was like it ain't been to that so at the beginning it was more so like trying to see if people would fuck with it but then it was like whatever i like this shit that's what it turned into because i would literally hit my niggas up like yo what you think of this song and after a while niggas would be like i don't really like that joint and i'd be like well i'll put it out anyways you know what i mean it's hmm. like you start trusting myself but that was the yeah. beginning of that you feel me? well i mean you're lucky enough to at least have some of you know the people that surround you to tell you the truth because you know we have some people out here with a bunch of yes men you know, yes. and they're constantly putting out trash, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, at least you have at least, you know, that that link and that trust amongst, you know, your peers that, you know, they can be truthful with you about your music. Yeah, and my brother is still here to listen to my music, so I be sending him shit. 
It's like, well, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. One of the last times I sent him some music was one of my um was my album with Obliv called Backyard Boogie. Mm-hmm. He was like, he didn't like that shit. He was like, <laughs> like, he said he said it was weird, and I was like, bet, like maybe that's a good thing because that nigga older. It's like right. he's a little older, so if you if you think it's weird, then I know somebody else gonna really rock with this shit. Right. You know I mean? It's like you really kind of capitalize off of like having people that'll keep it a stack with you. Like that's that's really why I keep the people around me that I got. Yeah, I, 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 I've noticed that. Me. They really pushed me, bro. Like, like I, I haven't like my last album, the one that was the one that's about to come out, the Frank shit. Me and yeah. Gray Matter put that shit together, like the um, like the the sequence and the shit. It's like I, I always make sure it's like it's like I trust myself like a hundred percent. But when right. it comes to like the outside perspective of an album, I like to make sure that it's potent. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Gray Matter is one of them people that understand that shit. So oh yeah, I know wholeheartedly. I can lean to him when I need when I need shit like that. It's like if I need some assistance, like on some skit shit, like I do it all myself. But if I need some assistance, I got seafood. Like I can go anywhere. Like, I, go like anywhere. I got like resources, like a motherfucker, like within my camp. That's really the best shit. You know what I mean? That's peace. That, that's peace, young God. So. I mean, let's talk about this because, you know, you recently just uploaded some gems to your discography. You know, yeah. what you just earlier said was Backyard Boogie, um, Panama Plus, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, I don't want to butcher the name. Chapel Drive? Chapel Drive, yeah. Okay, Chapel Drive, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, were there any emotions while giving that, you know, back to the people? Um, yeah, because... I don't know. It's like I said something about them. I said about I said some shit about it on Twitter. I keep fucking my words up. But I didn't really feel appreciated the day that I took that shit down. It was like it just felt like it felt like niggas was taking that shit for granted. For granted. It felt like they had too much access to to me for a second. But then when I took it off and I saw how it affected people and I saw this nigga like post like a, a screen recording of all the like his playlist of my shit and it was everything was blacked out. Wow. So bad. It was like damn. It's like <laughs> like it ain't they fault that I felt unappreciated that day, but I took it out on everybody. And mm. I kinda I wanted to say I apologize for it, but I also feel like I needed that at that moment because it's like it, it, it when it's on streaming it exists, bro, but it, it's not it don't really exist for real. It's in the cloud. Like, this shit can disappear at any moment. Like, what if we go into war and niggas, like, fuck up the whole, like, system and then you can't fucking, you can't do nothing that you're trying to do no more. The whole internet kicked out because North Korea and said, fuck America for whatever reason. It's like, anything can happen. If you cop the CD, you got it forever. If you buy the digital download, put it on your computer, or you put it on your little flash drive bullshit, you'll have it forever. Like... You know what I mean? Then niggas treated it like it was gone, and it was on Bandcamp. And it was time. on Bandcamp the whole time. It's like mm-hmm. I'm offended personally by that shit. It's like how you how you support this shit, but you don't even like think that it's like you don't even think it makes any kind of sense to buy hmm. it. Like, and that's scary. That's scary. That's a scary. That's a scary supporter. That shit. But see, not you know, that's supporter. That's funny that you spoke about that because we, you know, Mika and I were talking the other night, saying, you know, that's how people got used to. You know, they it, we were in that era where they were just giving us so much free music, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it turned it to the point where that's what they always expected. When before it was you're supposed to support y'all, you know, the you know, the artists that you know you fuck with heavy, you feel what I'm saying? Unless you had a CD man like me. True indeed. 
So that's why I don't even get mad for it's like but I be seeing motherfuckers bootlegging my shit. It be all like random websites and sometimes mm. I don't say nothing. Because I respect that shit. You respect like, it, yeah. If you if you if you want it bad enough to steal it, you deserve it. Mm. <laughs> Cause I used to steal music like a motherfucker dog. Yeah. I, I, sometimes I, 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 if that link too active, I'll get somebody to take that shit down. But if it's some low key shit, if you right. look hard enough and you really find that shit for free, you got it. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at you. Mm. Uh, it's almost well, like it's like it's like poetry, bro. True indeed. Like, what's your honest what's your honest opinion? I mean, since you're being always honest with me and just honest with your fans and people who try to come in contact with you, I want you to give your honest opinion, you know, about the positive and negative impact the pandemic has had on you and you know the trajectory of your career. Um, the main, the main, you have more? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying because it's apparent the negative has been, you know, used as fuel to counter the non-movement, meaning, you know, touring and performing during that period. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. I know the music that you're sitting on. <laughs> so, you know, that just, <laughs> that just, you know, speaks to it, you know, because you haven't been out there in almost 10 years. So, you know, what is, you know, the positive and Nesbitt? negative aspects has it you know done to you but also you know you think to your career all right so i started the positive yeah the positive i think it it, it gave me um it gave me like a good premise to sit my ass down and really like try to start making beats again mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i can make a beat i told myself i told myself i can make a beat and then i just kind of said Fuck it, i don't care no more it's like, I just wanted to prove a point to myself. And then once the pandemic happened, like I really like started fucking around with the beast more. So I'm happy that I, I, I'm happy it happened because of that. But the negative side, like you said, the tour and shit, like we were supposed yeah. to be touring like 2020. So yeah. I would have been touring for two years by now and I would have exactly. been able to do a lot more. So I'm set back like a motherfucker, like because of COVID. Like, and then this other shit, you know what I mean? Real life shit that COVID been fucked up. Like it's a lot of shit we just can't do no more. Fact. And a lot of shit just that just don't make sense because COVID didn't happen. So I mean, yeah, it's it's disadvantages, but like I said, I was I'm glad I was able to sit down and like produce an EP for myself, produce an EP yes. for Kahuna. Yeah. If if it's it's cool, it's cool. We just roll with the punches, and then me and Sifu had like we we got creative with that shit. Like we still threw shows, you know what I mean? Like we we did the live streams and shit. So like, we, we we figured out a way to stay connected, but. We were supposed to be touring that album in 2020. Like, yeah, that shit fucked a lot of shit up. Well, you know, we'll just say that we'll be seeing people very soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's just sure. say that. So, um, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about relationships real quick, okay? Yeah. And, you know, you have maintained a do-it-yourself kind of energy, you know what I'm saying, as so far as in, you know, releasing your with, okay, with Frank hey. coming out in the rollout. Yeah, that was my daughter calling in part of the you, show. You, you tell me to put this shit on Don't Disturb and you just not going to do it. I and it's not working. That's fucked up, man. I ain't put mine on Don't Disturb neither, though. I don't think I, I can't no, figure it out. Then you going to try to call me out. You ain't even I, could, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, damn, I'm just fucking. <laughs> okay, so like I'm saying, let's let's talk about relationships because, you know, you you've been used to doing it yourself. 
independently. You know what I mean? Yeah. What made you decide to, you know, build with Lex Record, especially, you know, a, a label, an independent label that's, you know, coming out of the UK? Man, two reasons. It's like, I wanted to build my market. Well, not really build it, but like, like establish some kind of foundation in the UK. Because mm-hmm. that's my second biggest, like, you know what I mean, country and shit. So I'm like, I want to do that, number one. But two is like, that's the only thing I haven't tried was like, fuck with a label, like an actual label situation. So like, right. I could just see if it worked or not. You know what I mean? And I don't regret it. So it's like, it was, a, I think it was probably the smartest thing I did in the second. So but once I'm done with this, it's like, I know where to go with shit as far as my, like, my own path and shit. So it was a lot of things I needed to learn in that process. To learn, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Lex, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely learning too, as well. I can, I can genuinely say Lex is a great label. Like, they take care of me. So I, I'm, we good. <laughs> shout out to the family. Shout out to Lex Records, man. Um, shout, out, shout out Dan. Yeah, you know shout out Dan. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we're talking about the album, Frank, you know, which is coming out, you know, March 11th this year, 2022. Y'all make sure that y'all go out and, you know, support it. The pre-order link is up in the bio. You know, go out and support great art and, you know, great music. You know what I'm saying? Um, do you feel this is a new introduction on how you want to move in your career? Uh, No. No? Just something with a little bit more backing, huh? This, this is, this is just, this, this me on, on I'm, in, I'm just in my bag on this album. That was, it's, and it's, it's just me. Essentially, mm. can't really, I can't really explain that album. Like this album is all over the place, but it's very like focused. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to see what people say about it because yeah, I, I can't. Wait. I don't know what to say about it. I honestly wow. don't know what to say about that album no more. Well, I mean, it's just the album. I already know how you personally feel about it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's, there's, you know, a, a buzz out there. You know, people really want to hear it. You know what you got dropping, especially with the rollout of Sean Price and yeah. Ghost. And most recently, you know, No Dough produced by Mad Lib. So. You know, I think that they're looking forward to what you're going to be giving to them in March. It's just a matter of that. You already know what you have um, put forth because, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears you already put into the album. I already know what it is because what I've listened to, I'm just, you know, waiting for the people to hear it too. Yeah, this, this shit hard. I ain't, I ain't going to hold you. It's a, it's a good album. I just, yeah. I just know for a fact that that motherfucker has been sitting with <laughs> so I can't give you I don't know you know what I mean but one thing I can say I made a point at that time when I was recording it to like yeah. do full songs you know what I mean like do the two verse shit make sure I get the hooks on because I'm I'm usually like just in and out you know what I mean like one verse and I'm out of there you won't even get the beat for a couple more seconds like I'm right it's it's I was listening to a lot of Max B and I was trying to figure these hooks out <laughs> you know what I mean? so it's, a, it's a lot of hooks on there it's a lot of like it's just feel good so it's some i'm taking a lot of it's a i don't know bro this shit is just it's a fucking a, a, a mixing pot full of me like it's me in different moments like it was it's an interesting album bro yeah and, it, and, it, and it's really like i created it to make you feel like you you're basically a fly on the wall like you're there 
while we're working on it and shit. Like, you'll see. And, and any of my friends that actually know me, know me and everything, like to the Kahuna crib when we was in Richmond and shit, it's right. gonna feel like highly, you know what I mean? So I feel like we right. have to Like, it, it remind me of home like a motherfucker. That's why I think I always love it. But I'm past that motherfucker, you feel me? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, because definitely more heat sitting in the tank. Yeah, my next album, gonna, I, I'm, I'm so focused on the next shit. Yeah, like, the next man. Y'all already know, bro. Let's come on, man. Oh, we gotta, God, we gotta keep that tight real quick. We gotta I know, man. Tight. I don't even like talk about this album. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's coming out. Yeah, <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta keep that tight real quick. Let's, you know, let's see them, Frank, and then then when it's time to you know keep forming Voltron, we'll, we'll do that. You know what I mean? Word. Um, let me see. So, uh. You know, I know this story. It's something I was I just recently learned and I thought it was beautiful, but um I wanna know if you'll kinda expound on it. Um can you tell the people how you know you and Sifu met and how it evolved into Fly Sifu? Um, we had a show in New York. Um he had reached out to me probably like two two months prior to that, you know what I mean? He told me he fuck with my music and shit. He told me he told Obliv he thought Obliv like flipped somebody that was dead, like someone mm. from the nineties, whatever. He always say that. He, he thought I was like some lost nineties rapper, or whatever the fuck. And he just he said he fucked my shit and he reached out or whatever. So we had to do this show in New York for this un unnamed label situation, mm. dude. And they jerked us like they didn't they didn't want to pay us for the show and shit. So we kind of had to shake them down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Oh, yeah. It was like, that was the moment where I realized like it was actual, it was real people that also rapped and it wasn't mm-hmm. just me and my friends. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just didn't give me no weird vibes. Like he was cool from the jump. You know what I mean? Right. We clicked just like that. And then like the next, well now, nah, yeah, the next day we linked up and we, uh, me, him, concept and, um, Ali, we split all. We all split the bread up from the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the money we took from the nigga and shit. Word. And we was cool ever since. We did a song that night. And, um, <laughs> it was like, yeah, we gotta make fly seafood one day. It's like that day I tweeted the shit. It was like, yeah, we, y'all want fly seafood? Like this was 2016. Like we ain't know wow. that shit was gonna ever happen. We just yeah. put our names together. It's like, well, that shit would be crazy. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Look what it manifested, right? Yeah, man, it's game. Yeah, very gang. Very gang. You gotta, you gotta keep doing that. That's <laughs> very gang. That's a new very one. gang. <laughs> very gang, front. All right, that's a Yo, bad. That might be a new catchphrase, bro. <laughs> right. Oh man. Um. Also, know the backstory on this one too. Yo, you but I'm sure people. Yeah, yeah. Job a little bit. A little bit. You know what I'm saying? But um. I want you to uh, talk about how you and Mad, uh, you know, Mad Lib linked up. You know, was that something you ever thought that would happen? And were you always a fan of Mad Lib? I'm keeping, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. I did not grow up listening to Mad Lib. I learned about Mad Lib when I was like 13, 14, because of mm. and, and the only reason he knew about that shit is because he got big brothers that's into the weird shit. Like my brother won't listen to Mad Lib. He won't really listen to none of the backpack shit. It was all like New York grimy shit in the crib. So I ain't right. really know nothing about Mad Lib for a long time. But mm. when I first started rapping, 
Henny would like have these mad little beats and these J Dilla beats, and I'd be like, man, I'm trying to rap on this shit. You know what I mean? Mm. It was like since then I had like a, a I had a thing for that shit, but I didn't know what it was. It's like that's when I was learning about like Cannibal Ox, fucking um Fast there and all them niggas. Like I still don't oh, listen to yeah. to this day. You know what I mean? But that's when I was learning about this shit. I was like, I didn't even know none of these people existed. They sounded like fucking aliens to me. Like, yeah, peace to the God Vishnu Allah, man. That's yeah, my brother right there, like, Cannibal Ox. It's like a lot of that shit I would have never knew about if I didn't link up with that nigga for real. Like he That's put crazy. me on to all the, the nerdy shit, you know what I mean? But the mad live shit, like I don't know. I just heard through the grapevine. I think House Shoes had texted me. He mm -hmm. was like, "Yo, mad live, fuck with you." And I was like, "Where?" That was, mm. it was just random as hell. So I'm like, "That's what's up." And, <laughs> and <laughs> the nigga just like <laughs> he just tweeted about me one day. So I was like, "Damn, I got. I guess I gotta get in touch with this man." So yeah, gotta so, follow up. It took me like two months to get in touch with this nigga after that. You <laughs> <laughs> gave me a fake number. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga, nigga nah, nigga named Nick. This nigga named Nick says go. He linked up with him in, um, in, in DC on accident, like some sometime after the tweet happened and shit. And the nigga mm -hmm. hit me up. He was like, yo, man, I'm in DC with Madlib and Freddie Gibbs, yo. I was like, word. He was like, he told me to give you this number. And I take the number and shit. And I text the number, no response. Called the number, no response. I wait like maybe another like week because I ain't about to blow the nigga phone up. Hit the number again, man, it happened. So I'm like, that's weird. And then someone told me to hit up Egon. Uh, mm. Egon just gave me the, um, the fucking the iCloud email. <laughs> That's his, his phone number. That's you know, his phone number, this shit. Just, just got the iCloud email, got the, you know what I mean? Just hit him up every since we've been, we been linked up and shit. And I mean, just, uh, and then we, we linked in, uh, in LA, like a little bit after that. Mm -hmm. Recorded a couple songs in the studio. But he only linked that one time. But I had I had the studio time at this dude named Mario C studio. Like mm -hmm. the studio was crazy, like beautiful ass spot in um like in the hills somewhere. Mm. So I was just in there like every day for like a whole week. We knocked out a lot of songs. Just sitting on a bunch of shit right now. Sitting on a bunch of shit right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah be beautiful music. Cause you know even. Uh, you know, our, our brother Pete Rock was so excited about the collab that you know yeah. he ended yeah, up the video. He leaked the video on on, on New Year's yeah. <laughs> where we had a tap in with Bing Bro. But that's a beautiful thing. But uh, did you ever think that the legends would be reaching out to work with you uh in this fashion? Of course. See that I I love the confidence. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> it, young God. Yeah, I did. I always I always knew that would happen at some point. I just didn't know when, cause mm. I mean my friends are great. Like if you hear like what Gray Matt is doing, like you, a yeah, lot man. of people can't fuck with him. Like he inspiring me. It's like he inspiring the legends. So I feel like it's only right for all of us to be in the mix. You know what I mean? Facts. It's like all that shit. Peace to Gray Matter, I see you in the building. Peace to Jazz, you ain't getting That's, that's why I brought him up. Gray Matter yeah. was with me in the studio when uh, we was at Mario C. He was there the, uh, the whole week. He was making beats. I was in that bitch right here. Man, Mutant yeah. Academy, boy. So, um, I want to um, take it back a little bit because uh, you recently stated, you know, taking yourself through survivor's guilt in a tweet. Mm -hmm. You know, how you, you, you held on to that one. 
Yeah, I definitely did. Too. Because um, how are you dealing with that? Because you know most of your peers don't speak on that type of subject matter. Man, it's like it, it goes back to my childhood because it's like the foundation of my shit is not what it's supposed to be. Like my sister's locked up. I think she might. I think I believe she get out sometime next year, but. She's been gone for the last 10 years. Like, my pops ain't stable like he should be. Like, he college on young nigga time. My uh, my mom's gone. You know what I mean? God bless the dead. And my brother, he doing this thing, but, like, we don't really talk all the time and shit. So it's really just by right. me and my friends. You feel me? So it's like, I be feeling, like, I feel bad when my sister calls me sometimes. Like, if I'm doing something, like, that I know is crazy, like, some shit that I'm excited about, Wow. I don't even want to tell her what I'm doing. I'll be like, mm. you know what I mean? I wouldn't even fully like, like engage on what's going on because it feel bad. It's like my nigga stuck over there. You know what I mean? Like, it shit just don't be feeling good. It, it, it's like I know that they they not trying to make me feel that way, and they probably happy for me and shit. But right. it'll never feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm flexing. You know what I mean? Because I can't, I can't even help. I can't even give you that experience if I wanted to right now. Like you behind the fucking wall. It's like, that shit don't, it just don't feel good. It's like, it ain't my business, though. Like, I'm not supposed to be feeling that way, ultimately, but I can't help it. You want the best yeah. for your people and shit. Well, you know, with that being said, you know, it feels like you do have a good support system around you, though. Do you, do you have a good support system? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah? I think I have a great family and a great team, like, especially, like, it's just uh, friends and, and, and people that, like, just we found along the way, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I feel like I've, I've created a family outside of my family, like, it's it's yeah. a little deeper than, like, the music shit, because that's the basis of a lot of my relationships, but beyond the music, like, I know I got some real people out here. Facts. Like, just off rap shit, you know what I mean? Just making shit, like... There's some real people in my corner. Well, let's talk about one of those real people in your corner who I have a special relationship as well with, too. The young god, Uncle John. My brother. Yeah. Go ahead and, you know, go ahead and, you know, I guess if you want, you can build on him because he's the one who introduced me to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm hip because I wouldn't even know who he who you was if I didn't go to that show. You know what mm. I mean? It was like, it, I remember when I first heard Unk shit, it was like, damn, this nigga different. And like, he was telling me how much he was a fan of me. So I'm like, I, I gotta reach out. Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, I was on it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so like, since I, we just randomly pulled up to, to a show, I think it was me, Kahuna, Gray Matter, and I think maybe Three Way, mm -hmm. or Monday night, maybe. I don't remember, we was we was always together at that time. So it was some, some combination of us, like all up there yeah. at one time and shit. But I think from that first time we linked, it was like I knew that was going to be my friend for a long time. Like, yeah. she was just genuine as hell. But we met this motherfucker, like, before we even knew who he was at a fucking Freddie Gibbs concert, I think, at U Street. Music Hall. <laughs> this nigga was at the, he was working the door and shit. So we even met up unintentionally, like, a year before we met him. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of weird, but that's the homie, man. Yeah, the universe puts you in the right path, bro. You just gotta utilize, you know, you know what's in front of you once those people are in your path. Facts. Indeed. But yeah, well, it's like I don't know. And my nigga from DC, it's like nigga right up the right up the road from Richmond and shit. It's like I just appreciate that kind of camaraderie. It's like it's somebody I can be proud of that's right up the block. You know what I mean? 
Right. And we working on the album too. Fly Lordy. Great album. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, album. I, I got I got a couple of those tracks too. Let me shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, what is some advice would you like to give to other artists that you know might be going down the same path that you have traveled? Um, don't do what I do. Mm. Be your own person. Because it might not work out for you. Facts. That's that's really the most I can say. Yeah, and, and, and love yourself because it's your career and nobody else's. You gotta do it your way. Don't Facts. do it my way. Do it your way. And don't do it nobody else's way neither. Do, do, do it how you how you do whatever way you comfortable. Yeah, so stay indeed. within who you are. That's it. Be be who you are. Be who you yeah. are. <laughs> indeed. Be yourself. So um, you know, uh, with everything going on in the, in your life as of late, you know, you just announced you know uh, another European tour, you know, yeah. for for the album release. Um, and how are you feeling about that? Um, I'm just ready to, you know, get in there and do that. Get it yeah. done wrapping up. You know what I mean? I actually, I miss performing. I haven't performed since the last time I was on tour. Right. Actually, yeah, I, I never mind. I played I played in LA with Seafood. Yeah, Seafood. You know, that was yeah. that was my last my last run. I want to go on a run again. I like performing. I had a great time on tour. Yeah, I, I know you did. It was good checking in every other day, too. We yeah, got a, we got plenty more dates to conquer and and a lot more countries to see. Yeah, man, we got a lot of plans for this year, a lot of tours, right? Not so tours. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, with that being said, is there anything that you would you know kind of like to you know announce right now? As um, far as you know, what you know will be coming up. Well, obviously, we have the UK situation. You are yes. in the the UK, London, Bristol. Motherfucking Leeds, Manchester, uh, Brighton area. You yeah, get your ticket for that shit. Uh, we trying to do. We're not trying to. We are doing a U.S. tour as well for the Frank album, and then we gonna do Black Beat God. Yes, myself, Maxo, Be Kool Aid. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got a lot of stuffs. A lot of stuffs. A lot of stuff in the can. A lot of stuffs, man. It's gonna be a great, uh, a good year. Yeah, all these things good. stay how they're supposed to stay, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about that. We just, you know, we control what we control, and you know, whatever the universe dishes out, we will just make sure that we adjust. Got you. They trying to get you to do an album. Yeah, I know, man. We're gonna have to do a very gang skit, son. Very gang, yeah, yeah, that shit is it. That shit is it, bro. It made me laugh again. It is that is it. Yeah, y'all caught me one. Don't say Portugal wants us to come out. Well, y'all already know what it is, man. Uh, hit fly in the bio, you know, hit his agent, his booking agent in, in the bio. We'll definitely come out to ball, you know, to Portugal. Portugal, I'm trying right. everywhere, man. Well, young guy, um, I know you've been talking about you wanted to get on chopping because of. You know, you've been seeing the growth, but um, remember we always talked about it was about timing. 
And you never, um, yeah, you you left me on on, on cold. I was like, I was, <laughs> it was probably the first season. I'm like, yo, when you gonna get me on the motherfucking? Hey son, hey y'all don't y'all y'all can listen to this comedian if you want, but I'm 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 a true believer about timing and you know uh one I want to thank you for you know even uh you know adding me on to your cipher when you know I, I moved to NYC and you wanted me to become you know a, a part of what you're doing so uh you know manager yeah man i just wanted to um definitely thank you on, on that part but as far as with you know having you on here on chopping you know and starting off season four you know the timing is right you know you you're about to leave out for uk towards the end of the month you know we got album album release march 11th you know what i'm saying uh we got south by coming up um treeport festival as well and, and plenty of other things in the bag but uh first and foremost i just wanted to thank you for you know being a guest and coming on tonight and tell my sister i know she's in the background ready to go to the grocery store and i wanted to make sure that we did this right <laughs> <laughs> no we did it we did that we did that it was a good interview facts man facts facts we will save the rest for you know the, the, the other ones that are definitely coming out and coming up you know what I'm saying? Uh, Rosebud's Revenge, the dates for London, you can, you know, he has a flyer up on his IG page. I do as well. Um, starting February 26th uh, will be the first show. And then he's got a couple back-to-back dates through March. So uh, you can hit flyanakin.com for your tickets uh, for whatever city that's close to you within, you know, the UK. And make sure y'all come out and support him. He will have the music. He will have the merch. Um, very personable. Y'all make sure y'all, you know, go out and support my young guy. Yeah, I'm going to have hoodies and shit, too. Word. All sleeves, shirts and shit. Little shit to keep you warm, dead. Facts. And bringing my brother Ewan with me. DJing for me. That's uh, right. Yeah. If you say, what's the London date? What is the London date? London is March 3rd. March 3rd is the London yeah. date. Yeah, March 3rd, London. Uh, Peckham Audio, correct? Peckham Audio. Yeah, Peckham Audio. Tell your friends. Shout out DV. I'm on. Wow. Yeah, so I'm trying to go to fucking Kroger. Man. All right, man, go do your thing, man. Go get your crab meat from Kroger's and all that crab shit. Crab Yeah, I heard it in the motherfucking rap, son. Do your thing. <laughs> Ooh, nah. Yeah. Yo, mm-hmm. you can't end it like that. What you mean? <laughs> <doing? laughs> Who said I was going to get crab meat from Kroger? Yeah, I didn't say that, but hey, you, you said I it said that. Yeah, go back to Hollywood. Yo, mm. I got to search my room. No, my no. Yeah, I'll be doing the knowledge, God. <laughs> That's fucked up. Nigga just exposed me. It's all good, man. I love you, young God. I love Give you, too, but that's fucked up. You can't, you can't end this shit like this, bro. This, this is well, how would you this like is to end it? Well, how would you like to end it? Um, Frank come up March 11th, man. Yeah, very gang, very gang. Very gang, very gang. <laughs> I love me, that. Man. That shit is legendary, y'all. Facts. Yo, right, thanks man. for having me, bubba. Okay, no doubt, man. Thanks, you, you know, for gracing us with your presence. Uh, it looked like everybody in the chat and everybody who joined in the night was having a good time. And um, yeah, man, let's 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 get ready to step on next, man. And 
You be safe out there, man. And of course, you already know what it is. I'll be seeing you very soon. Yeah, man. You already know, brother. I appreciate you. I love you, dog. Thank All right, Shona. Shout out to everybody in the Yamans. All right, y'all. That was uh episode one, season four, very gang. Had my young god in here, Mr. Fly Anakin, you know, co-founder of the Richmond Base Rap Group, Mutant Academy. Um, Frank comes out March eleventh. Um, like I said, he starts his uh, UK tour February 26th with a couple of dates back to back to back after that. And um, we'll be seeing him in South by Southwest and, and much more. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us uh, for season four, episode one. Um, we're going to take a quick a mile, quick mile break because the birthday is coming up. But, uh, you know, after that, we're going to be hitting y'all rapid fire with some very, very good uh very very good interviews some very great guests some legends of course some legends in the making uh of course please go to spotify apple podcast soundcloud uh podcast on vivo make sure you uh share you know subscribe comment and like um i want to give a shout out to uh my sponsors you know grown fresh nyc you see what i'm draped in um also street fatigues and so what's the scenario of the rap trivia slash debate card game um you can find all sponsors at the bottom of uh chopping it up podcast.com um and make sure you go support them and, and you know show your love um again this is chopping it up with the conduit episode one season four and our special guest with fly anakin Y'all make sure y'all be safe. And until then, we'll see you next time. Loyalty book designer won't renew your lease. Now you got a mansion and China. Watch. I never dream of first name with fiends. They defy bank tellers. The-